episode 502 of the Chair Shot Podcast. We're back again on a Sunday evening to chat more about the ups and downs of, well, to be honest, the media we've been consuming, not much else. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Barry, joined as ever by Joe. Hello. And of course, Paul. Uh, they call me Mr. Podcast number 503, not 502. That's my new nickname. Nothing to do with your intro, just a quiz. It's so funny that we've called you that for years and years and years. It's like a callback. It's like Breaking Bad. You set it up, you pay it off down the line. Exactly. You know, um, which is good. Uh, yes, yeah, so episode 503, we're, we're back with a bang. Uh, should probably just skip life off this week, I think. I think, be, I think the people are sick of hearing us, uh, uh, you know, say what we've been saying the last couple of weeks. Um... I've been trying to cook more, yeah. Um, right. Which is how, that's how bored I am. That's, that's I'm, I'm fucking getting into cooking. Some impressive okay. result. What were you cooking tonight? Uh, so tonight I got uh, turkey burgers, oh. uh, and I covered them in a oh, it's a bullseye is the brand. It's a um, oh, it was a sweet whiskey uh, sauce. I don't think there's any actual booze in it. It's it's, it's an off the shelf store bought two quid bottle of marinade. Um, and yeah, and just uh, did that. Uh, put a little bit of cheddar and then the mozzarella on a bun. Stuck that oh. under the grill to melt it. Right. Uh, and hand cut chips, just like Mammy used to make. Um, so uh, that turned out quite well, I have to say. And that's been my week. Um, what about you, lads? Been up to much this week, or just more of the same? Mm, had a, had a Burger King yesterday. Oh, lovely! Oh, you lucky bastard! Yeah, first time in a while. Was taken in by their their new branding, uh, so I thought we'd try a BK. So that was pretty good. I had a I can't remember what it's called. It's like the double bacon king burger barbecue whatever. Uh, Michelle had a whopper, so that was that was very nice. Also got some of their onion rings. Uh, bit soggy by the time they got here, but uh, mm. onion rings. Sweetie, Joe had a Burger King. Lucky bastard. Just <laughs> keep keeping that to us. I've had I've had one Burger King in the last maybe year and a half, and your Burger King is my favorite. Bloody so that's hell. that's that's like an arrow straight through the heart. Like we can't get Burger King delivered where we are. Yeah, and uh, I think I talked about it on the show that we went last time when I got the Burger King was uh, at a nine kilometer walk, <laughs> to, which we can't do anymore because we have to stay within five kilometers of our homes. So yeah, yeah, I I. Mm. You are you're a lucky boy. Yeah. I wish I could have Burger King. Oh, you're living the dream. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, Paul, you just need to make your own um, XL bacon cheese. It's not the same. You can't yeah, make. You your are own. correct. Well, what I like about Burger King and uh, McDonald's, McDonald's more so, it, how how do they get the burger the patties so thin without them just falling apart? It's <laughs> true. It's true. It's the thinnest patty known to man. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's been the week here. Well, thankfully, we've got a, a bazillion bits of media to jump into here, um, which we will do now. We'll kick things off with a little bit of oh, the telly guff. Who's watched some telly this week? Well, I finished Twin Peaks today. The the most recent, uh, the return, the return, the twenty seventeen series. I was halfway through it last week when we talked about it. Now it's finished. 
I think I will echo the thoughts of Jamie, who emailed us, and which I quoted last week, when he said that um, it's something that's kind of tough to package, assess, and rank, especially towards the end of the series. Um, So I do, like, we only finished it about an hour before the Manchester United Liverpool game started. So maybe about 3.30 this afternoon, 3, 3.30, we, we, we finished it. And yeah, it, it's, it's, um, it's something that I will need some time to kind of read up on and ponder on and have dreams about and <laughs> before I can kind of definitively and, and maybe watch again hmm. four or five years down the road before I can definitively have an opinion on it um i definitely think having watched it all now twin peaks is to me one of the great shows uh one of my favorite shows definitely up up there probably top definitely top 10 top 10 shows i've ever watched um season one is probably still to me like season one in the first half season two the, the the laura palmer murder mystery i think is still the the best of it. Um, season three comes quite close, but is, is very different as I discussed last week. I think on rewatch, I'm going to skip the majority of the uh, the second season. Um, it really has nothing to do with season three anyway. Um, season three is almost a direct follow-up to the first season and a half and then the season two finale. A lot of stuff in the middle has no long-lasting... Um, Additional value to the, okay. the lore of the show or anything like that. Like on on first watch, yeah. I mean, anyone watching for for the first time, I'd say you know watch it all, but watch it knowing that the the middle ten eleven episodes or so are a bit bumpy. It's a bit of a bumpy ride. It's not bad per se, but it's like it's like uh, watch um watch season four of The Simpsons and then season eleven and then season five. <laughs> You're like, well. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just skip the season eleven bit next time, please? A little bit like that. No, I mean, season three is definitely um, a very different show than than it used to be. Um, towards the end, when when the the storylines all converge, they do so in a very satisfying way, and the show kind of has it has what aired as a two hour finale, but it's almost more like a one hour finale and then kind of an epilogue of sorts and so you go into the last episode the last last episode not realizing that the finale has kind of already paid off most of what has been building storyline wise and in fact maybe the last three episodes you could probably include the third to last episode in that from episode episodes 16 and 17 are your are your actual finale and then 18 is a kind of follow on like if 16 and 17 are here's the payoff to all the storylines 18 is kind of the effect um, of the storylines having been paid off. What What's the next step that the story is going through? And it's it's really out of left field in typical David Lynch, Mark Frost uh, fashion. Um, I don't even know if I could truly say that the last episode was was ultimately that satisfying on first watch because it's so it's so left field that you are really kind of 
you're in a certain mindset watching the show as it exists and then it takes you to a completely different place and so it's almost you know as if the last um 15 minutes of a comedy movie were suddenly a horror movie and you say well, well, well you get conf- your brain gets confused and you kind of can't compare them uh can't understand it properly i tried to say a different word there i wasn't able to because i was so confused with twin peaks um and um so that that last episode i'm still kind of coming to terms with like comprehension wise not that it was that confusing but like it's as i said without spoiling anything it's so left field that you you have to kind of understand what they're what they were going for and what ultimately the kind of lasting message is um but uh for 95 percent of the show it's it was to me like top tier tv great performances across the board um some kind of kitschy special effects but understanding that that's how they intended them to, to look you can kind of accept them versus uh as i mentioned last week like a sharknado type thing but uh i would give big 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 thumbs up on twin peaks overall um one of those shows like the wire and the sopranos that i'm in a sense happy that i haven't watched yet because i still get to experience them for the first time you know twin peaks for me was one of those and um i i you know it's a it's a definite must watch i think um especially if like me you've somehow made it this far without being um spoiled on the more important more important storyline aspects of it it's uh it's great 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 um don't know if i have too much more to say on it i'm probably going to um i've watched the first part of the red letter media review for it uh i, I noticed the second part i would say don't watch those if you haven't watched the series obviously because they get oh yeah, yeah i saw the post those videos i was like I'll avoid, I'll avoid them in case i eventually watch <laughs> twin peaks the, the nitty-gritty of it um and I know there's a few books out and uh, special features on the Blu-rays. I'm going to check all those out as well, just to really get my fix of it um, before moving on to the next thing. What else? I watched, uh, oh, UK version season two of Drag Race started this week. Let me tell you, right? This is something that um, British people have have said for a very long time. And it's, it is true. To an ex- at least in the drag race world, it's certainly true, is that uh, British people are funnier than American people. Sorry, I said it out loud. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's that's the second time in, in a few months we've said that because we all said we wanted the the uh, the floor is lava to get a, a a remake in any other country than the one it was originally made. <laughs> well, we watched like we've watched the first two episodes of this season of the normal drag race the, the american version right and and you remember i said like going into it, i always have this fear that like i'm not gonna like the drag queens ah. and actually this season has been that's not fully been the case but god there's such bland characters there's not really those standout characters that you immediately connect to like there has been in, in recent seasons whereas turn on uk version right fucking every character is like anywhere on the scale from like elton john <laughs> to lily savage to like they're all these larger than life pro wrestling like characters whereas I, th- I feel like the u.s one has gone a bit too much in the the instagram celebrity route if, oh, you, if no. you get what i mean yeah yeah, yeah a little bit and but the the uk one is so 
funny. And you can tell watching it that like RuPaul uh, himself just has like the funnest time on the UK show, <laughs> just laughing constantly. Whereas the US one has become a little bit drier, a little bit more boring. Uh, also, you have Graham Norton on it as a permanent judge, which is just the best like casting for like who could be a judge on Drag Race? And Graham Norton, our best exports, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's a lot of fun as well. Um, have I watched anything apart from that? I don't think. I, obviously, we've been focusing on Twin Peaks mm. the last week. Um, we're going to finish off uh, Avatar next, the uh, Last Airbender, not the Never Coming james cameron sequel um and yeah so it's nice it's as i said nice to be done with twin peaks super happy i watched it still need to take time to really have an opinion on it but uh Mm -hmm. it's definitely it's definitely good i'll say that much that's all the tv i watched how about you joe um not a lot of tv to talk about we have we did um, get so desperate for something new to watch we started watching old goggle boxes (laughs) netflix from 2017 uh, and the funniest part is seeing how much they've aged, all aged in four years. Uh, that's the funny part. But I actually also completely forgot that I did have a very interesting bit of life cuff this week. It felt like it happened about a month ago. I think that's why I forgot. But on um, Tuesday, Michelle and I went out for our evening walk uh, after work. Um, we always tend to go the same route. It's like a half hour walk just around where we live. And uh, about halfway back, uh, Michelle spotted uh, an animal kind of running around the pavement. She was like, is that a, f- a fat cat? And I was like, what? She's like, oh, no, it's a dog. Um, so we were like, oh, what's that dog doing there? And I was looking around to see if there was an owner you know, nearby that it was had run away from, but couldn't see anyone around. So we sort of crossed the street and were you know, having a look at it. Didn't have a collar on, um, no other kind of identifying, um, <laughs> I don't know what other identifying thing it would have, like a driving license, but it was a dog, but so obviously not. Um, but this dog was kind of running around, really excited. It was pissing on every tree, sniffing, <laughs> sniffing everything it could, going up a the street. Good one, so a good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, it was going the way we were going anyway, so we kind of just followed it a little bit, stayed, stayed back and followed it. Uh, once we kind of got to the end of the road, it just sort of stopped and was sort of running around. It kind of seemed like it was, you know, a little bit anxious, a bit, bit distressed. So we sort of stood with it to, to see if it went anywhere, but couldn't see any other, you know, people around. Um, so I was like Google it, you know, lost pets websites as anyone yeah, tweet, yeah. Tweet, tweeted about, oh, my little dog in wherever is running around. Um, couldn't see anything. Um, so we walked the dog kind of back to where we found it, knocked on the nearest door guy there wasn't their dog he's like oh no i've never seen that don't know don't know if any of our neighbors have a dog don't know blah 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 i said have you got a what is there a neighborhood you know chat whatsapp group he was like oh yeah we got a whatsapp group so we're trying to we've got the dog there the dog wants to go inside because it's freezing outside it's like zero degrees it was on tuesday the dog wants to get inside right so the guy's trying to take a photo of the dog to send to the whatsapp group to, 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 you know, I, I don't know. He could have just described it. Probably it was a French, <laughs> white French bulldog. But anyway, the dog's getting inside. The dog's running around like a maniac inside his house. He's trying to get it back out. It's a really, it's like a little young kind of French bulldog. Uh, so it's really like heavy, dense little dog. You can barely lift it up. Yeah. Um, so he gets it back outside. We're holding it so it doesn't run back in. He takes a picture, sends it to the WhatsApp group. His wife comes down. She's a bit of a snooty cow, to be honest. She's like, oh, a dog. Oh, don't, don't let him in. Don't let him in. 
Ooh, don't know if it's our she's asking us questions quizzing us as if we're like trying to pull some scam with this dog like sorry sorry lady we're just on a walk and found it <laughs> trying to do the right thing um so anyway they didn't want to get involved so we took the dog back up the way we'd come to see if there was anyone out looking for him no one around we could walk all the way out the sh- back the way we came went all the way around we're like what the fuck are we going to do you know we don't know we can't find anyone to take ownership of this dog we yeah. live like a 15 minute walk away we don't have a leash or anything so that we're, i'm like well we're gonna have to take the dog home until oh, you know, no. and and then call you know whoever or check the websites or whatever and so i'm trying to like carry this dog who's fucking weighs a ton barely <laughs> get him up i'm carrying him over one shoulder and cupping him underneath but he hadn't been spayed, so I had this massive pair of bollocks hanging down. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh, I was like, oh, like Michelle, his, his balls are in my hand. Like She's like, oh, do you want me to carry him? I'm like, you, you could not carry him. He's way too heavy. Um, and as we got probably sort of halfway home, the guy that we'd spoken to called me and said, oh, one of the neighbours, it's their dog. Can you bring him back? We were like, oh, thank fuck for that, because I've never owned a dog. I have no idea what you're supposed to do with it, what you feed them, where they're going to sleep, what we're going to do with it. I didn't want to take it on. So, but thankfully, the neighbor called. We got him back up the street and um, little little Ronnie um, was taken home with a flea in his ear, probably literally a flea in his ear. Um, yeah, so all, all's well that ends well. So that was a very, very exciting um, half an hour. Probably the most exciting half an hour of a lockdown so far is us us finding a stray dog and uh, that's the best mm-hmm. life guff we've had. Yeah, that's your almost forget that. I I can't I can't believe I forgot that. Mm. Yeah, but, I forgot something as well before we move on to okay. the other TV. I I watched other TV, one other on. TV show last night. Natty, I think from her someone in her family got a link to watch a show called Naked Attraction. It's some real how why do channel four like in between doing like some quality stuff is because oh it's terrible. It's got like I don't know how many seasons, like five, six seasons. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's another one of the six that's just been on for years. Cause it's like fucking shit Friday night entertainment or something like that. You know what I mean? So it's just gone. Yeah, so we watched I think, like, the first ever episode of it. I think it was season one, episode one. Who sent you this to watch it? Well, so I don't know. Someone sent it to Natty, one of her Oh, okay. Family, I heard, okay, okay, like, okay. As, as a joke thing. And um, so I watched the second half of it with her. It's so strange. Like, ugh, this lad's knob is too too big for me. Or If anyone, if anyone, so, because I, I think... I think this is, a th- especially on like a widely available channel like Channel Four. I don't, I don't think this would play in the states at all. Um, it's a sort of uh, a hilarious dating show. Um, you know, uh, be- gone are the days of your blind dates and 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 you know whatever else. Basically, it's like um, um, kind of like take me out where a girl stands there and there's a row of men but what they do is they cover the men's face and all that so it's just their willies basically um or i think i think they do swap it around as well and sometimes yeah. you have some minges there for a man to peruse or you know you know or a woman perusing woman you know it's channel four they'll have that um yeah this one was a bisexual woman so there was both Oh, so they, uh, oh, yeah, there was there was, there was ding dings and who had 
was. That Ooh. is well, that is that is cool. We approve of that, obviously. But yeah, so so it like take me out. The, the person goes, I like that one, but I don't like that one, and and so they get rid of like they whittle it down to one, and then the final round is the 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 contestant also gets naked, and the two of them look at naked each other, and they go, Yeah, I'll have a bit of that. I'll have a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, on one level, on one level, I can kind of appreciate the. Um, you know the subtext of of when you're physically naked. You know that's your true self. You have nothing to hide from the person. Um, subtext, but, but truly, the show is like, oh, that is a nice knob. <laughs> you know that's that is what it is. Um, and it's funny because you know as we watch your drag races of the world and so yeah. on. I'm, I'm, oh, that's a, that's a nice outfit. That's horrible. This person should be eliminated. I'm watching this show and I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Now. <laughs> it's a bad one. <laughs> and so it was a very strange experience judging people in the way that you might judge a master chef and go, oh, that looks like a nice <laughs> quiche. Yeah, you know, Gordon Ramsay there going, the state of that cock, mate. Oh, was... <laughs> what, what is that? It's, oh, it's raw. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so, like, that is such a fucking European concept for a television show. Well, I you wouldn't really be able to have naked people on network TV in the US anyway. Yeah, that's beyond like, like Showtime but, HBO. But, but also, but also, like, like because it's also it's like a tacky game show as well. It's not like they don't. They to be fair, they don't try and pass it off as classy or anything like that. So you couldn't eat, like you wouldn't see it even on like a HBO or anything like that because it's just too. It's, it's not prestige bright. TV. No, yeah, yeah. it's so European and it's very nineties European to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let us know how how you get on with like season seven of UK and US um, uh, Naked Attraction. Um, <laughs> I will never watch another episode of it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, for TV this week, I haven't watched anything that exciting. Um, I just earlier this afternoon finished Disenchanted season two. Um, the third, I think they're calling them parts for some reason. The third part just dropped today. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, season two was yeah. good. Um, I think I was higher on season one than you were, Paul. And so I thought season two was sort of about the same. I thought they were just two two solid uh, uh, seasons of TV. Uh, funny yeah, and, uh, I, mean, I, thought, I thought season two was the stronger of the two. Season three seems to be getting pretty mixed reviews for what I've seen, though. I'm, I'm yeah. still watching it. I'm I'm curious to to check it out. Season two, I thought was um a, a little a, a little maybe a little less funny, but probably a little bit more focused story wise, which I um right. which I appreciated. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll check out. I'm sure we'll both check out season three in the coming uh, weeks. Uh, I also uh, since last week finished season one of HBO's Barry, and also season two. Um, we absolutely ripped through that uh, to the point where we started on like i think it was what day of the week was it i can't remember at, at a certain uh, a certain weeknight we started on episode four and we just went all the way through to, to, to episode eight and we finished at like 1 a.m because it was proper just we have we just have to finish it and they're only half hour episodes as well so it's easy to to convince yourself to just oh, just stay on and watch it a little bit more uh it is so excellent it is so 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 excellent it's one of my favorite tv shows straight away i'm ready to rank it up there my favorite tv shows of the last couple of years um it's just funny and and like really really gripping and some genuinely great cliffhangers and and uh it, it's it's 
kind of twisty in a way that kind of reminds it reminds me a lot of Breaking Bad. It reminds me of a more comedic um, uh, Breaking Bad. Like if Breaking Bad split its difference, sort of inversed its comedy drama uh, split uh, uh, to to more favor comedy. Uh, that would be that would be very. It's just excellent. Um, uh, Hader is great. Obviously, Bill Hader is great and everything. Uh, Henry uh, Winkler is fantastic. Um, and H- the episode, Hader directs a handful of episodes, and they're like amazing. They're like so like they they stand out among the pack as the best episodes of the whole run. Uh, really excellent. I would recommend you both. Uh, have you, neither of you watched Barry? No. Nah. Oh, I would say you'd like it. I would say you'd both like it. Mm. Um, the, name, the name put me off. Uh, that's Well, it doesn't jump off the page. You know. <laughs> Mustang Sally! This is Bill Hader just doing that for um, uh, a full season. Um, but yes, loved it. And also greatly appreciate two seasons, 16 half-hour episodes in total have been produced so far. So it's a very easy, uh, very easy watch. Um, so I... Um, Greatly anticipating uh, season three, which was delayed by COVID, uh, but it is happening. So, so yeah, that was Teddy Goff for. What about, did you do yours, Joe? Did you talk about? Yeah, yeah no, about. N- nothing new. Just that, and we'll be finishing off the West Wing. So, okay, I got distracted by the dog stories. So. Yeah, he, he was watching Cogglebox, and then he saw a dog at the window, and that's go, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with that, we will jump in to the old movie guff. Uh, who, uh, who's watched uh, some movies? Just just the one from me. We watched a documentary on Netflix called uh, Crack, which hmm. is about the kind of crack cocaine epidemic in America in the sort of mid-80s to early 90s. Um, very interesting documentary. Had a lot of a lot of good talking heads. They had you know police that were there at the time. They had drug dealers that were there at the time. Mm. Other experts. Um, enjoyable and doesn't drag on. It's just I think it's a one off. It was just a one off film. It wasn't like a lot of these Netflix documentaries where they drag it out over ten episodes and it yeah fill it out. So it's quite good. I don't think it got. I don't know something not quite right about it. it it did go into a decent amount of depth and it covered a lot of stuff but i think in some ways it felt a little bit surface level that was the only thing i'd say okay um, definitely definitely worth a watch if you want to kind of get a bit of an insight into into the, the drug war and the effect that had on sort of communities across america so it was very interesting but uh yeah i'd rec- recommend cracked uh we also started watching this one about uh, I forget what it's called, about a serial killer in Los Angeles. Uh, Night Stalker, is it? Yeah, Night Stalker or something. Um, get, uh, it was it was all right, but we stopped after about 20 minutes because it was just so dark and, like, just just pictures of, like, dead people's feet with toe tags on and just yeah. blood splattered across old-fashioned, you know, cabinets. <laughs> it's just like, oh, what do I want to sit and watch this for in a lockdown? And he's only cheerful. So yeah. We, we, we turned that off. But, um, yeah, that's that's all we've seen this week. Um, yeah, I, I kind of felt similar about um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. At certain points, it's just like, oh, boy. <laughs> this is not... Um, this is hard going. But anyway, uh, what about you, Paul? What have you been watching? Uh, two movies for me this week. Two old movies as well. Mm. Uh, first of all, watched the 1933 original King Kong. I'd never seen it before. Oh, One of those, one of those movies that is so 
so iconic. Yeah. You almost don't even need to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought I, I, I own it on DVD. Um, and although I'm doing my alphabetic gimmick, I don't know. I just I just was in the mood for for a short uh a short fun movie and you know I said, Well, King Kong, I've never watched it and took it out and stuck it in. Um it's it's shockingly good for the fact that it came out, you know, almost ninety years ago. Right. Um really good special effects for nineteen thirty-three. Um there's a lot of stop motion and you know keyed in um giant creatures fighting and stuff. But like you obviously by osmosis know most of the plot and most of what happens, especially if you've seen the the Peter Jackson two thousand five two thousand six version mm-hmm. um uh but no it's i was really i was really impressed by how how uh advanced the like special effects etc were it, it was kind of to me and this is probably a, a massively ignorant statement given that i've not watched many other films of the 30s i think duck soup might be the only other one i watched the marx brothers uh film but to me it, it must have been like the jurassic park of its day where like a milestone yeah. A milestone effects adventure movie. It has a lot of like, green screen, that, like like back when that that must have been brand new at the time. Or I don't know, it's, yeah, even, I, it's not even green screen; it's like projection and stuff, isn't it? I think so. Um, yeah, but it, like it, it looks, it looks good. Like it looks good, accepting that it's a film from ninety years ago. You, you'd be surprised. You'd go, oh my god, this actually looks really good. Um, one thing that is funny from it is that there's there's a lot of uh, hey this stupid dame on the boat is taking up space and there's there's a lot of um <laughs> ta- talking badly about the one woman who's in the movie <laughs> the, the um what's her name Faye Faye Ray is, it? is that her name? Oh yeah, yes, um, Faye Ray, yeah. Yeah, the, but like she's really good in it. Um the the, the performances across the board are are good in that that old timey transatlantic accenty way. Um, but the like like Jurassic Park, the star of the movie are the effects, and uh, I was actually very very impressed. I mean, of course, I was I was impressed by this absolute milestone of cinema. <laughs> quite quite an understatement. But for even for like knowing so much about it and only visiting it for the first time at the age of thirty two, it's 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 it it holds up, which is a strange thing to say about a movie that old. But it it, it holds up, and it's a fun watch. Uh, I then followed that up with a movie that I own on Blu-ray, oh. King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, that's not even out yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is the. Uh, it's actually the third of the Toho Godzilla series. Okay. The what? Which I I don't Toho? yeah I don't think I've, Toho <laughs> the the drop Toho. Um, <laughs> is that is that how Godzilla won? um and uh yeah it's the third of of the japanese godzilla movies and it got like an american re-edit for american distribution so there's like a 1962 king kong versus godzilla and then there's a 1963 version of the same movie but with like added scenes where american actors talk about what's happening in english in in maybe the worst ever exposition dump you you will ever see, um, 
it's done as like a news report. So that's kind of the framing of the movie mm. is these American people go, and then Godzilla turned up here. Now let's go see what happened. And is and it then- Harry Shearer as the news guy? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm giant monkey overlords. <laughs> um, so it's done in, in a way that's very immersion breaking and uh, kills the flow of the movie quite quite often um it also does that thing that the 2014 godzilla did but in a much less satisfying way where it's like godzilla and king kong don't fight for like an hour 15 into the movie and you're like well that's kind of the payoff that's what i'm here i'm here to watch king kong fight godzilla let's get to it a little bit and then when they ultimately do fight it's 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 a bit shit um the Japanese stuff is 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 quite quirky. Although there is a uh, and one of one of the worst cases of this I've ever seen. They they go to Kong Skull Island, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, famously, also in Kong, you have like the island savages, which is obviously a, a, an out of uh, out of time uh, yeah yeah thing yeah. where you know the black actors are used as savages, right? In King Kong. Which is, on one hand, you could say is is, is obviously very exploit exploitative, but then you know these actors are also getting work at a time where they probably weren't being hired for their things. So. Yeah, they weren't exactly being offered leading roles at the time either. No. Never mind that though. This is a Japanese film, so they have Japanese people in blackface as the uh, oh, island savages, which, which I have never seen before. Jeez. Um, <laughs> oh, just just horrendous um the miniatures also the, obviously when they're destroying the cities and that they use little miniatures they are horrendous miniatures um so unlike the first king kong which i, I said as i said a milestone of cinema that holds up despite being 90 years old despite coming out 30 years later king kong versus godzilla somehow has worse special effects and holds up even less well mm. uh, I, w- I went the one star on king kong godzilla oh wow it's a stinker, although I have also started to download. I think I think if I was just to watch the original Japanese version, by the way, I probably probably would have uh, worked a bit more, despite all the bad stuff that I just mentioned. Uh, I've started downloading all the uh, all the Toho Godzilla movies because they're they're uh, available on the Internet Archive website. Oh yeah, they're like yeah, they public domain. I'm not, I'm not sure if they're public domain per se, but. Look, they're they're on there. They're on there. Okay, I'll, they're on there. Yeah. Albeit, albeit in English dubbed version. The problem with the the Godzilla movies, they're they're extremely difficult to get in the UK. Um, there is no like box set box you can set, buy yeah. with all the movies. It just doesn't exist over here. And um, the closest you can get is like there's a Criterion release with like the films from like 1957 to 1974. And it's like 150 pounds. I'm like, look, just give me a fucking 50 pound box set with all the movies on DVD. That'll do me. Like, yeah, like that, that amount of money for uh, what is now a 50 year old box set. And there's been dozens of movies since. That seems not like good value at all. No. But um, they're not all available on, on Internet Archive, but a good like. 25 26 out of the 32 movies or whatever it is are available on there so i'm going to give a few of them a watch i do like godzilla i've never actually gone back and watched the old ones apart from king kong versus godzilla but i, I am interested to watch some of the ones like you know mecha godzilla and king Ghidorah and monster x and all that stuff so uh that's all the movies i watched this week I, one good one you know i, I should do with um, oh sorry go on, no you go ahead you go ahead 
I was going to say, you know how the, the next Spider-Man movie, there's rumors that they're going to bring in like Tobey Maguire uh, and your other man from the, the second lot. Garfield. Uh, Garfield. Yeah, Garfield the cat. They should um, do the same with Godzilla. Just have the movie with all of the Godzillas in it. Like the 1933, the 98 Godzilla. Oh, the rubber one, the one with, that does a dropkick. Yeah, with Matthew Brod- well, Broderick and all the other bloke people coming up. Well, here's the thing, great. right? They did do in, I think, 2004, one of the Japanese ones. Final called, Wars. Um, Final Wars, and it has the 98 Godzilla in it. What? And uh, and the Japanese Godzilla just beats his ass really like a they just ass. squash him because he's an embarrassment. <laughs> it's like like oh, original Japanese uh, Godzilla just goes Bradshaw on this Yank uh, fucking betrayer. <laughs> and then also the what was the last one? Uh, King of the Monsters, the last American release that came out like two years ago. That has nearly all the Godzilla monsters in it. it yeah, is shit. it is a bit shit though. But they are a lot of burning. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was going to say. Is that so? So obviously they've announced that the uh, the much anticipated, you know, American uh, Kong versus Godzilla movie. I think they just said today that it's going on HBO Max in the states and theaters yeah. around the world as well. That's March, I think, is it? Um, and it's like I I want to get excited for that, but I just I haven't watched the Kong movie. I saw both the Godzilla movies. Were shit, so I, I just I like. Like the first one, I I understood why people liked it. I can I can I can get it. Uh, you know, I just thought it was too slow. I just couldn't get into it. And then the second one, I thought was actively bad. I thought this is just a bad popcorn movie. And I just, and no one no one I know sings the praises of that Kong movie that came out, which I haven't seen yet. Uh, I thought the Kong movie was alright. That one was alright. I thought it yeah. looked cool before it came out, and then it came out, and everyone just kind of went. So it's 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 a good looking movie. It 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 features a weirdly um charismatic less performance by um who's in it? Is Adrian Brody? Who's in that movie? It's like it's got a great cast. John C. Riley's in it. Is Sam Jackson in it? Yeah, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Oh, sorry, yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Super boring in it, like no charisma at all. But the yeah, Kong. It's a nice looking movie, Kong Skull Island. I, th- I think it's it's got its good points to it. But um, and I I obviously adore the first Godzilla. But like King of the Monsters was such a wacky mess. Like okay, those films deserve to be a bit wacky, but they went too far in the like. Here's a, a machine that you can talk to the monsters and <laughs> run around, Bobby, whatever her name is, Bobby, Bobby Brown, Brown from Stranger Things. No, oh, it was like yeah, yeah, she's in that. Yeah, it was it was it was shit. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I'm just here on justwatch.com, which does have, which you know, does have an, an Irish filter. It does not look like it's on any streaming gimmicks. I don't feel like paying money to watch this Kong movie, but I might, I might have to, because I, you know, I, I want to be excited for a Kong versus Godzilla movie, but, eh. um, it's like the Justice League when they finally did that. It was shit disappointment, and so yeah, I don't think Godzilla versus Kong could be bad, but. Well, don't well listen, mate. They're putting Justice League back out. They fixed it. They patched it. All right, it's better now. Um, they they doubled it in length, so um, it has to be good. Um, I saw they confirmed. It was just confirmed today. I think that it's 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 not coming out as a mini series. It's coming out as a four hour film. And I was like, I was more interested in it as a mini series. I don't think I could sit down and watch it. Um, in four in a four hour chunk, that seems like psychotic behavior. Oh god! Uh, yeah. The uh, cult of Snyder are are waiting for it. And I don't understand. 
Uh, I watched a couple of movies. As I mentioned last week, I um, I wanted to flesh out the old 2020 watch list. I, I, I didn't think I, I had seen really enough new things. So um, I'm going to run through here. First time ever. You know what? We know we love the Chair Shop podcast fans. They get the scoop. I'm going to run down here. It's a list of 17 films, okay? My okay. favorite films of 2020. Uh, most of these I've talked about before, so we're not going to chat about them. But if I there's some new entries in here, I'll run, I'll run down quickly as we go along. So, starting at the bottom, uh, number seventeen, Broken Law, an Irish crime thriller that's now on Netflix. If anyone's curious, it's solid. Number sixteen, David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet. Number fifteen, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Number fourteen, The Hunt. Number thirteen, Baby Teeth, which I talked about last week. Uh, number twelve, Spree. Uh, that is uh, one I just watched yesterday. That is the um, <laughs> very on the nose, but nonetheless entertaining movie about a Uber driver without using the word Uber who decides to live stream a uh, massacring people to get uh, social media followers. Um, it is it is better and kind of like less crass than that that premise might suggest. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's really enjoyable. Um, if extremely cynical, um, you know, uh, in the same vein, number 11 is a documentary. I think this is the, yes, this is the highest documentary I have on the list here. Uh, feels good man, which is, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's a documentary about the guy who created Pepe the frog, um, oh, yeah. and his pursuit of, Hey, don't, use this for nazism please um <laughs> it's good it's it's really entertaining um it's i it's i couldn't find it on any streaming service i couldn't even find it to like rent on any like legitimate websites uh so i emailed the website and they were like you can have a screener for a name your own price thing i was like oh that's nice uh, so i watched it it's good it's it does a good job of the very difficult task of like recapping the last 15 years of internet culture um which is really tough to do um but they kind of explain how the character gained notoriety and how it was popular among you know 4chan and then it got popular in the quote-unquote real world and they resented that and the, the chain of events that led it to become the the thing it became uh and then matt fury the creator it, it kind of details his um his legal battle to kind of reclaim it it's really interesting. He he is not some kind of um, uh, confident, uh, impossible to ignore on screen presence. He's a, a a very humble kind of nerdy little um, uh, comic creator who seems like prior to this being an issue, he he didn't he doesn't strike me as the type of person who would have actively been involved in politics in any capacity. Um, he seems like a kind of a humble guy whose life kind of got turned upside down. But it's, it's really good. It is a really, really good. So that's number 11. Uh, number 10, Birds of Prey. Number 9, uh, Wolf Walkers, which we talked about, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, number 8, Borat's subsequent movie film. Very nice. Good rank from Borat. Uh, number 7, Extraction. I think Extraction is terribly underrated. That's the uh, Chris Hemsworth action um uh ass kicking romp on Netflix um where he where it's just it's kind of just Chris Hemsworth doing doing John Wick but it's great uh number 6 another new one here Miss Juneteenth uh which is a sort of family drama about a single mother who was a beauty pageant queen 
um, in this like small town in rural Texas. And if you win, and it's obvious for, you know, young uh, black girls. And if they win this pageant, they get this scholarship and they go on to do great things. And she won it, but she didn't do anything with her life. She's still stuck in this small town. And now she wants her daughter to, to enter it. Um, it's, the premise kind of sounds as though it's going to be the the ten millionth um, pageant mom movie. You know what I mean? The the you can probably picture that movie in your head. It's it's that's more of a kind of a frame for like a the, the story goes beyond that, and it's a really interesting um, uh, dynamic between the mother and daughter. That's really really great. Um, so that's number six. Number five, spontaneous, which we talked about last week. Number four, the Invisible Man. Number three, Soul. Number two, Color Out of Space, which we talked about last week. And number one, my favorite film of the year is His House, mm. which is the Netflix slash BBC Films production, a horror movie about a, um, a, a couple from Sudan who come to the UK as asylum seekers and they get assigned a council house and there are ghosties in it, is the mm. premise. Um, it's it's about five thousand times more interesting than than I have described it there. But I really don't want to get into it. Um, uh, uh, in case anyone hasn't seen it yet, it is it is really, really, really excellent, and it's a it's a debut film from a from a, a director, their first ever um uh, feature. Um, their name escapes me here. Let me click on this thingy here on the old letterbox so I can remember their name. Uh, Remy Weeks, Remy Weeks, uh, their first film feature film and it's it's just it's really 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 excellent for a for a debut uh, that's on netflix huge recommendation to anyone who uh, anyone who does or doesn't like horror i don't think you have to be a horror fan it's not especially it's spooky but it's not um it, it's not uh, uh, a genre fans only type thing it's just really really fantastic and that's my favorite film and those are my top 17 films of the 2020 um very good uh, i'm glad i'm glad i made the the last minute uh uh you know, let's 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 marathon some films and flesh that out. Um, so yeah, that's that's the list. Yeah, I have to say, I haven't heard of most of those films probably because there weren't many big releases last year. So no, yeah, I had to. I, I pulled up the old uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, list of the the, the best reviewed um, films, and then I just kind of went on just watching. I was like, what's what can I watch with minimal with minimal efforts? You know, what's what's out there that I can watch? Most of those are on streaming. Color Out of Space is on Amazon, His House is on Netflix, uh, Soul is on Disney. You know, yeah, most most of the top films of the year, given how it played out, are on the old streaming gimmicks. So oh, I'm tired after that. Uh who's played some video games they want to talk about? Uh why don't you go ahead? Okay, I'll take another big breath. Um, <laughs> uh, so I got back into Hitman 2. Um, we're obviously Ooh, a couple of days away from Hitman 3. So I was like, I never finished Hitman 2. Let's get back to it. So I streamed the uh, Wh- is, uh, Whittleton Creek. Is that the name of the suburb level, the American suburb level? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I love that level. It is so, it's so good. I mean, it's just so, so good. Um, so I played it for about an hour and my plan originally was, right, I'll stream that and then I'll stream the final, the last level, um, which I haven't done yet. But once I did that, once I did that suburb level, the hooks were back in. Um, (laughs) and so I went back and I replayed, I replayed that level a couple of times, you know, got the various, 
the wacky kills. I killed the one guy who's having his house fumigated by putting the, the proper poison into the fumigation machine. Um, I killed the other guy by... Oh, it's so good. You you can steal a realtor's clothes and then show him around a house that he's interested in viewing, which happens to have a like a Resident Evil movie uh, uh, laser grid in the basement. Uh, and you can turn it off and say, would you like to take a look in the, the laser grid shelter? And he goes in and says, yeah, this is pretty good. And then you turn it back on while he's in there. Oh, it's so good. Um, so I replayed that level a couple of times. I replayed Mumbai. Um, I solved the uh, the Maelstrom uh, side quest thing in a completely different way than I did the first time. I didn't realize there was multiple ways you could do that. I mean, that was yeah. like digging around in this game. I was like, oh, my, there's so much. These levels are so um uh that and also the 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 suburb level the bits of intel you you can find when i when i played that for the first time i thought there was just three set pieces of intel you could get to finish and in fact there are not there is multiple and you just need to get three um there's just so many different things buried away in that in that game so huge thumbs up on that uh i'm going to try probably tomorrow to uh to stream the last level so people can you know check out the twitter and all that i'll give out the links the last uh, level is really cool as well you'll be surprised to hear yeah i i don't i don't doubt it and yeah so i'll, I'll get that done and then uh wednesday wednesday thursday uh, someday next week the, the the new one is out so yeah cannot wait for that uh, i also finished up tony hawk one and two don't really need to say much about that i talked about it before it's it's tony hawk game uh played a lot of the new call of duty um really enjoying it um i i i think i don't think i think the maps and some of the little tweaks they've done to the controls are not to my liking it's kind of um i'm trying to think of a comparable series uh, maybe assassin's creed where the different development teams like they obviously have like a rotation of teams who do it every year and the black ops which is this year's game that that flavor of, of call of duty is just not really my thing i don't like the story the little the little control tweaks they do they're not my cup of tea but it's still good i play i've played by the in-game counter i've already played about 15 hours of the the multiplayer um so i'm, I'm certainly enjoying it uh tipping away at yak is a seven um as well and the last thing i played long overdue long long overdue on the switch uh myself and brona started cuphead um which uh i was waiting for ages i wanted i was going to play it with my roommate me and him never really got around to it and then i was kind of thinking of stuff that the two of us could play and i was like it's tough i've heard it's tough i should say but i think i we can give cuphead a go and we had a great time i mean it's hard it's so punishing but it was it was it's a great thing to to play uh, with a partner and just be frustrated together and, and put your heads together to try and and uh, get through it i mean it's a great game i'm already loving it um and it still looks incredible i mean it's I, even having watched footage of that game a lot over the years uh, it looks it looks just incredible it's one of the best looking games um uh of of the most recent generation i would say so lots of games getting played in the current climate obviously so that's uh that's my lot for this week uh, i do believe okay um speaking of call of duty guess who else was playing a bit of call of duty this week uh, joe it is Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Now, I was playing some Warzone yesterday for oh, really? a couple of hours. Yeah, I some of our mutual buddies. I hopped on with um, Matt, oh. aka Drink, Drink, uh, Spuddy, aka Marcus, and uh, Wetney, aka Dave, Dave Cooper. Dave. Um, and we played, the four of us played Warzone for about three hours, and it was real fun. It was my first time ever playing it. Um, I had watched them play on a stream about a month ago, maybe a little bit more. And I, I was like, let me in on this, lads. I want to play witches. Whatever you're playing, let me know. I'll hop on. Da, da, da. Uh, for one reason or another, because it was Christmas and New Year and watching Twin Peaks all day. Uh, it never came to pass that we actually got around to do it. But then last night, we, we arranged a time. We hopped on and we played... Uh, the four of us in a party on on Warzone, and we came. Uh, we didn't win any. We came second one of the games. That's good. Pretty good. I got a few kills. I was very happy with that. Won a few of those Gulak. Uh, Drew Drew Gulag, Drew Gulag, uh, yeah. Um, a few of the Gulag uh, shoot offs. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was. I thought it was really really fun. Um, the kind of thing that I can I can imagine playing on your own will be would be fun to an extent, but when you're playing with people on you know the, over the PS4 chat and you're like, oh, someone's after landing on this building, I've marked it. Look over there. One of you is sniping through a window. One of you is, is like on top of the building. I'm hiding in the bathroom so I don't get killed. <laughs> um, like obviously it was my first time, so I, I was playing very defensive. You know, yeah. I just didn't I just didn't want to be killed. I wanted to play and not be killed. But um, got a few kills, like I said. We came second one of the times, which is very exciting. Uh, yeah, that, I thought it was super, super fun. I've never really dipped my toe too much into the Battle Royale genre, aside from your, you know, Fall Guys and uh, Tetris and and, uh, and that, Tetris 99. But um, in terms of, like, shoot em up Battle Royale, this is my kind of my first go. And I, in terms of it being a party game with friends, not really a party game per se, but a... Uh, uh, an online multiplayer game, which I typically don't go for online multiplayer. I thought it was super fun. Really, really enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully I'll get to play it a bit more with people. Um, if anyone out there plays Warzone, um, I, I, I'm a big fan of it. Obviously, I'm not very good at it. I'm very new. Uh, we were kind of driving around and I was like, uh, lads, I still only have a handgun. And they're like, did you not get your loadout? And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> Or they're like, uh, we're going over here, Paul. You go to the top of fire station and get the thing. And I'm like, where's that? What what's, what fire station are you talking about? This, this, and I went into like the wrong... of your of your newness. <laughs> I think there's probably a stream on. I think it's on drinks, uh, Twitch, whatever it is. I think it's like it's Mister Drink or something. And you have me being confused for like three hours on it. But it was it was a lot of fun. It was great. Uh, yeah, I, then, I love Warzone. I think it's I, I think it's my favorite of the battle royale things. I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's great. It's great. Um, the funny thing is, though, you have to do the little bit of training beforehand. Yeah, and it it's very Ray Winstony. Uh, oh, I'm gonna kick this door down. Get your thing. A little bit too macho for me. Uh, <laughs> me and my drag race watching self. Um, and finally watched uh or watched played and completed oh. spider-man miles morales yeah uh yeah big thumbs up on it i think uh like the first one plays uh beautifully um very slick game i think for how short it is some of the story beats don't exactly have enough time to uh to breathe before there's like a twist 
and certain um certain betrayals and certain deaths and certain etc etc what you know whatever type of twists and turns a game might have um i don't know if the 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 this relationships are kind of built long enough for them to really have the impact that they otherwise would have in a in a lo- normal length game sure um i like the way miles plays differently to peter parker he's got different gadgets and uh, and so on so i like that it's not just a copy and paste you you do have to take a different kind of tact with it. i like the venom powers as well they give like a, a different feel to playing as miles i think i prefer miles as protagonist anyway to peter um especially when peter shows up in this game you're reminded just how kind of bland he is as a as a main protagonist, I don't like the new character model, obviously, either. It doesn't no, it's sense. terrible. It's so bad. It doesn't, make it, it doesn't make any sense in the context of the story. Uh, one thing I was wondering as well, I wonder if we're going to see more kind of black characters in video games, more black protagonists, and not just because of, you know, increasing diversity in, in video game characters, but also the fact that I think black characters are, are easier to make look good in the video games because whenever you're in a cutscene with miles talking to genki for example or or his mother like he looks like photorealistic yeah the hair looks great. the face is great their hair looks like triple h ps3 hair like <laughs> the the single strand hairstyle has is the one thing that's never de- really developed past you know a certain realness Un- yeah. un- unless it's like you're talking about like last of us part two or something but um, because of the texture of like the African American hairstyle, it's just easier for them to make it look realistic. Mm. So I wonder if that's a direction that if you know, if developers are trying to make their game look really realistic, that's maybe a direction they'll go in. Um, but no, I liked all the cast. I liked the uh, the the gameplay, etc. One thing I really didn't like about it is how blatant it is with its. Uh, new game plus play it again yeah uh, which which you know it's a short game and if you're incentivizing new game plus that's fine you know you go into new game plus and you have all your stats and you can like level up and get new fun things that are only in the new game plus that's fine but when they're so blatant about it in your original playthrough that like these things are locked out unless you're a new game plus it's like well fuck you this is you're you're basically telling me i'm not playing the full game unless yeah. i play it a second time like you can't get all the skills in the skill tree. You can't get all the suits. You can't max out your gadgets, etc., uh, etc. Et like, and there's lots oh, of trophies locked behind that stuff as well. Yes, and I didn't play it a second in New Game Plus to get those. I like I finished with like sixty percent trophies, give or take. And I'm like, that's it. I'm not playing a second time. That's not to me not good game design. You know, um, make the incentive to play the New Game Plus something that doesn't feel like the main game is having bits of it locked out or taken away. And to me, that was like a big, big no-no. But otherwise, it was a very fun, albeit brief, uh, game. And, you know, I'm all for quick games, especially that Hitman 3 is just over the horizon. Hopefully I get a day or two early. That would be absolutely lovely. Um, But, uh, yeah, nice to be done now with uh, Watch Dogs and Spider-Man. All the Christmas games have come. I've beaten them. Done with them. On to Hitman Three, can't wait. Yeah, it's it's good. I've I'm enjoying um, uh, the quietness of January. Getting some getting some stuff checked off the list. Um, in in preparation for Hitman. Um, so that's our. Uh, oh well, you know, uh, 
Joe can play Hitman on the Switch when it comes out. Um, they're they're. I won't, but yeah, you, know, you, oh, you never know. You, you, <laughs> might, you might you might end up loving. It. It's one of those um, cloud games on the Switch, right? Uh, where you stream it. Apparently, those a friend of mine got Control on the Switch, and he was like, "It's not bad." You know what I mean? Um, so it's weird that they're kind of positioning the switches. This is we do. We just randomly started doing cloud games now. Um, anyway, uh, we'll jump into the emails here before we get into the wrestling. I got an email from Michelle. She's uh, included some 2021 predictions. Interesting. Just highlight. I thought I'd send in my predictions for the year as well. So for the Royal Rumble, she picked Becky Lynch and Daniel Bryan. Uh, for CM Punk wrestling, she said yes. For AEW and WWE touring, uh, Michelle says no. Uh, Michelle is a no. Oh, no, sorry, she's a yes on Kenny Omega winning the Impact title. Uh, she's a yes on New Japan teaming up with AEW. Uh, a yes on Sting wrestling. Okay, I think these are lining up with some of ours, I would say. Uh, does Dynamite go over 1 million viewer mark on a day that is on at the same time as NXT? She says yes. Uh, does Dwayne Johnson's XFL have a game this year? Michelle says no. Going into the miscellaneous uh, predictions, she says AEW will unify the NWA women's title with the AEW title. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE will explicitly mention AEW in a promo and diss them instead of acknowledging mm-hmm. they exist, instead of not acknowledging that they exist. And a CSP member will buy a house or move into a new house. That is very, that's, that's, that last one is a, a hell of a prediction. Um, thank you, Michelle. Those miscellaneous predictions, they're daring. I appreciate that. They are, um, she's not taking anything. She's not going for the easy money. Um, thank you very much, Michelle, for your email and for your predictions. We will uh, we'll come back to you in one year's time. Excellent. Uh, and that brings us to the wrestling, lads. It does, it does. I have to take a break. I'm sick. I'm sick of the sound of my own voice, for Christ's sake. Yeah, some big, uh, <laughs> big WrestleMania news broke. Was it yesterday? It was just yesterday, wasn't it? Um, so apparently, they for some reason they don't normally do this. But they've announced announced the next three WrestleMania uh, host locations. So they're mm. going back to Tampa this year to do another two nights. Um, not sure exactly how that's going to transpire. I guess they want to have fans in there. I'm not sure what the point would be otherwise. Um, it seems like they're going to try and redo last year. Um, next year, they're going back to AT&T, which is where you went, Barry. Is that right? Yep. And that was, that's in Texas. Uh, and the year after, it's going Hollywood, baby. They're going to be in, well, not Hollywood. They're going to be in Inglewood uh, in Los Angeles, California. Inglewood. Inglewood. So that's exciting. I always said to Michelle, you know, if they have one in Los Angeles, we will definitely go. Uh, her being from Los Angeles, we can kind of just make it a trip home and see WrestleMania at the same time. Um, so I'm glad that wasn't going to happen this year and they put it off till 2023. That's a- Interesting that this year is two nights and the following ones are only for one night. Yeah, I, I, mm, I'm not sure what the logic behind that is. Maybe it's a get more people in but spread them out over two nights. I Yeah, because when back in the 10 million years ago when covid started the the kind of unspoken rationale um 
of Mania being two nights was that they they couldn't have all the rest. Like back when they were pretending to give a fuck, it was kind of like they were the we can't have all the wrestlers together at once for one night. If I think that was the rationale. Yeah. So um, yeah, who knows what to expect from WrestleMania? And they did say that they are selling tickets for this year's show. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not particularly interested in it (laughs) (laughs) because of WWE in general, but also just, you know, two nights of WrestleMania. I don't need it. I mean, last year's WrestleMania obviously suffered by virtue of being in the performance center. Yeah, it was, yeah. And and being two nights of that was like to me one of the least memorable WrestleManias they've done. Like okay, fair enough, they tried you know the Boneyard, the Bray Wyatt match, the yeah. Randy Orton Edge fight in the gym match. <laughs> um, but there's only so much of that you can kind of do. So by virtue of this going back, like I wonder if they still because of the COVID situation, if they still can't get fans in. Like they probably will be able to get a certain number in. Like AEW has had fans in mm. more or less every week now for for months, but um, by virtue of having fans in a half empty stadium, that's to me going to be like equally as weird an environment. And maybe at least being in the stadium will have a different look. They could maybe do some stadium wackiness like AEW have done in whatever the name of the place they are beside Daly's place uh whatever the stadium is called um i don't know maybe that, that opens the possibilities for for more creativity but uh, i don't know last year's wrestlemania was definitely aside from the boneyard match which i enjoyed um despite its kind of <laughs> stoic nature and the the bray wyatt match i think the rest of it was a bit of a and you know the kevin owens match was fun enough but the rest of it was kind of a flop um I, yeah, like you, I'm not holding out hopes for this year's. No. Uh, who watched Dynamite? Dynamite! I watched Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah, we, we all watch it every week, isn't that? Oh, I'm, I, I just want to check. I just want to check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. It was uh, pretty good. I think it was good as the uh, previous week. It wasn't quite as strong as the... No, well, it didn't have the Omega phoenix level mm. i mean the main event was very good don't get me wrong uh, it wasn't quite as good no but, uh, Dar- darby allen and uh brian cage had a hell of a main event it was great it was yeah very shorter than i was expecting it was very very quick but yeah quite brutal and i think yeah, good, good, solid win for Darby Allen. We haven't seen him in the ring for a while. It was about time. Uh, yeah, he was just up in the rafters. Wasn't he? He's been hanging out, hanging out with Sting. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, really good match. Um, similar to the Eddie Kingston Pack match, I think uh, that was a bit, bit abrupt as well. Um, I mean, I guess they wanted you know Puck to be really strong, kind of coming. Yeah, ending wise, it definitely was. Yeah. I'm not sure how long the match itself was. What ten minutes? Yeah, I even I thought Kingston might even win just to kind of pull off a you know a cheap win, but right. Yeah, man, that was that was pretty good still. Well, Pack is one of the top guys. I think, despite his absence, I still, I think they still see him as one of the yeah, and I think tier two guys maybe. I think I think Kingston's kind of 
one pay-per-view main event, which he did earn, I, th- I think that that's kind of going to be his his real deal aspirations for the foreseeable. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, well, whereas- I mean, I think... I think he can lose and and remain at the same level. To be fair, because I think his promos are strong enough yeah. that if they need him in the in the upper mid card, they can just slot him in and it's fine. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else did we have? Yeah, Chuck Taylor lost to Mura. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how shit are these vignettes going to be? Oh God. Not the as... thing about Chuck Taylor is that like he's actually funny. So I think yeah. um the bad people who write wrestling who don't know how to be funny think that well he's funny, so this will be good because he's in it. But that's not gonna be the case. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was rubbish in the in the segment they had to build to this match from last week's one. Yeah, everyone like I think he knows it's bad. It just seems like he's just saying the lot. <laughs> he's just saying the words. Do you know what I mean? He's not he's not really yeah. doing anything. Um, fucking Miro, man, my god, yeah, and then Matt Hardy with private party oh, doing the that was uh, even worse, the heel manager deal that was like TNA level or worse, WWE level. It was, it, it felt very TNA to me. Mm. It's like uh, at least, at least Miro could maybe at some point turn things around and be something. The, 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 the story has been told with Matt Hardy, let's get him out of here, come on. God, I'm sick of him. God. Um, in a in a circle had a had a pretty good promo. I I feel like inner circle are spinning the wheels a little bit at this stage. Yeah, Ooh, I'm not like sure. Every every week is it's inner circle uh, having dinner or whatever. It's like slow burn, poor slow burn storytelling. You got to look at the <laughs> the nuances. <laughs> you remind me of it's the um, little looks, the little <laughs> you're, like, you're like Zach Ryder on the on his figure wrestling federation podcast. He always goes, it's it's storytelling. Context is king. <laughs> Which yeah, I, I mean you are right. Let, let, me, let me just be fair. You're right. But I think it, even though the storytelling can be, you know, deliberate, etc. Something has to be happening. Like there's, there. It, it, it's number one to me. It's it's always a little too wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, that's that's all it is, really. Yeah, it's 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 a little. You know, we're we're here. This segment could have happened three months ago. You know, like there's there's not. I don't feel that progression. But um, I'm I'm also willing to, you know, give it time. As you say, the the tag team slut line was quite funny. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Inner Circle to me used to be almost the like focus of the show, and I mean, fair enough. They don't need to always be the focus of the show. You can move the folks around. But to me, they've they've almost regressed a little bit too much. Mm. Um, I'd still like to see them towards the top. I think Jericho, especially, who used to be like the centerpiece of the show, has has. In being generous to the Orange Cassidy's of the world, I think has has taken too many steps down. Yeah, and I, I think that's fair. The, I, I think the MJF Jericho feud that is being slowly built, whenever that should happen, I think that will kind of relight the fire a little bit. But for now, Inner Circle to me aren't one of the things that I'm waiting and looking for every week, as they once were. Yeah, I think maybe they need they need someone to work against just. just you know, a distraction. 
Just while they while they layer in the subtleties, like give them a feud, like right. a short term feud with some baby faces, just to you know get it. Get it. Yeah, they're having a match between themselves next week. Mm. And also the Sammy Hager line only funny to Chris Jericho and no one else in the world. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's a reference that Americans enjoy, but I don't know. Oh, Van Halen. Fair enough. Uh, the um, waiting room segment uh, was a bit shite. <laughs> I think, <laughs> like, think Britt Brit Baker was really good. And the woman, uh, that was sorry, Re- Rebel was the star. She with was her very laugh. funny. But then, they, as soon as they brought out Cody, like, okay, you get the gimmick. She won't let him talk. That's that's fine. Then they bring out what's her name, Jade Cargill. Cargill. She's not really any good. She kind of sucks all the air out of the the room, the fake room. Um, and then they did a weird cut to like her attacking Thunder Rosa and I didn't even really understand what happened there. Yeah, why was this like three segments at once? I didn't get that. It was very bizarre. Um, yeah, but I, like, I think Brit, Brit and Thunder Rosa will be great and I still like Brit but yeah, this ooh, I need to plan these segments out a little bit better, I think. Yeah, it was very um, like I don't want to say WWE because that's giving WWE too much credit because these days their interview segments are like Miz TV where it's just the Miz sitting there talking to someone else like they were I think they're obviously going for like 80s or 90s WWF do you know what I mean? like they're kind of going for a certain camp yeah. um but it was just shit I mean it was just it's like Brit is pretty good and she kind of saved it but not really she didn't actually save it <laughs> she tried but it was just dreadful yeah, that was a shame. Um, I did like her um, dancing off at the end, where she's like, "I don't have to have the match." Bye, everyone. <laughs> that was good. She is good. She is really good. She is good, but the segment was a bit of a mess. Um, um, yeah, Rebel laughing. I'll have that all day long. Doing doing the Tony Atlas. Doing the <laughs> the most annoying laugh. She needs. Oh, she needs to, to gradually over time just start slowly easing into the actual Tony Atlas laugh. Uh, and then just Brit can just have Abraham Washington on her show which is a reference I and about three other people will appreciate Um, but yeah Abraham Washington star of some of our cover arts on this podcast way back when Um, so yeah uh, what else I think that's I think that's everything that's most of it there was a bit there was a big um, Omega elite um brawl with with moxley and some people it was all right oh when they when they faked out that the young bucks were going to be in the match oh yeah and then they brought out the good brothers instead that was like moderately clever but the rib was just on the audience because then you have to watch fucking luke gallows have a match with brian pillman jr and i was like oh my god (laughs) fuck this also, are the young bucks like the biggest marks? In the world? I don't know. We fucking rubes, <laughs> sleazy fucking used car salesman Don Callis is there rolling up his season. Yeah, boys, why don't you just uh, stand to the side there, and um, Kenny will make his entrance where we talk about what a legend he is, and then um, you'll uh, come out later. Yeah, he's like, like I. Lo- he's like I love your music in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you! And then they look all despondent and matchbox. Like, oh, okay, he's gonna be like that. Like, yeah, he is gonna be like that. You fucking idiot! 
Oh my god. What is what is the deal with the young books? They're like babyface and then their heels and then the babyface and then they join Kenny Omega and then Kenny Omega makes them look like idiots. Is that their face turn that they got fooled? Yeah, it's like if they if they weren't the young bucks and people just like them because of because they're the young bucks and they've been around for 15 years at this stage. Like if you were trying to introduce a new act with this booking, they would be so not over. <laughs> Uh, Why would you like this idiot tag team who get fooled at the drop of a hat? It's like it's like a contest between them and Private Party. Who's been who? Who's the biggest rube in the company? <laughs> oh, anyway. anyway, I like I like the brawl and Kenny slinking away with his you know with his manager. I like all that stuff. That was fine. Oh dearie me, Sting got physical this week, which was interesting. Yeah, um, use the bat. Use the bat on on Richard Starks. Um, it it was though it was the classic old guy thing of like he just he planted both his feet and moved his arms to hit Ricky with the belt. The the bat he was not he didn't he didn't come down that ramp house of fire and lay him out. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it was the old TNA Hogan. Yes, the Bobby Roode doing the big exaggerated bump for Hogan. <laughs> It was that to a to a T. Yeah, I I don't know. I I know it's probably going to be cinematic anyway, so who cares? But the the prospect of a Sting match is very um, it's very I don't know. It's just we'll see. I mean, if it's cinematic, they might as well get someone like a stunt double in to do Sting anyway. Yeah, yeah. You got the face paint on. CGI, CGI and make him look younger, like old uh, Luke. <laughs> oh yeah, just get Disney on the blower. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was Dynamite. Next week, no one watched. No one watched the Impact pay per view, did they? Oh, did oh, I? Fuck it. Looked absolutely horrendous. I mean, um, what was the Omega did pin Rich Swan in the main event? Of course so he did. If, if, the predictions for the Impact World Title thing are um, maybe going to be coming down the road. A- apparently, Moose of all people was like the star of that match. What a fucking failure that is! Yeah, uh, which is you know <laughs> fair enough. Um, Alex Shelley couldn't be missed the show for reasons that have not been disclosed. So yeah, Moose Moose went in there. Um, yeah, like I just looked at the rest of the card and I was like, Jesus Christ! And it's Saturday night as well, so like I wasn't doing anything else. Um, but it was just like Edwards and Callahan in a barbed wire match. I'm like, oh, God almighty. Um, and also, you're going to say next week's Dynamite. It looks awful from what they promoted on this TV show. Well, yeah. Well, next week, they probably realize it's not worth burning any good matches because they're the... Like, the Dynamite and NXT are just constantly getting demolished by the news because every other day, there's a fucking, you know... A political episode that, that is watched by a bajillion people um, and next Wednesday is of course inauguration day um, so, so you know Dynamite might have to compete with the fact that the news coverage is going to be someone trying to uh, redacted, redacted, parody redacted Joe Biden on air um, <laughs> you know not not wishing that on, on, on anyone but I, just looking at the lay of the land um, so I think, I think their rationale is because vi- was it not this 
well, no, was it this week? No, last week they they did a terrible number, and then NXT did a horrendous number, like five hundred thousand people for the impeachment, going going against the coverage of the impeachment. So I think they're just like, fuck it, we'll have Cody versus Peter Avalon this week for the inauguration. Um, yeah, and when I say terrible, by the way, I don't mean terrible per se, but it's like, it reads like an AW dark. Yeah, or like that weird Saturday night show they did, you know. Um, oh, after late dark or whatever. It was. Yeah, after after the NBA or whatever. So what is it? It's Cody versus Avalon, and if they promoted anything else, I can't even remember. John Moxley in action, whatever that means. So that's gonna be that's gonna be squashing a goon, most yeah, likely. Yeah. Adam Adam Page and Dark Order versus Hybrid Two and Chaos Project, which is Luther and Serpentine. Oh, Luther! They gotta stop with the Luther. Oh my Jesus! Uh, Nyla Rose and Layla Hirsch, which is now off because Nyla has the COVID. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt Hardy and Private Party versus Matt Seidel and Top Flight. Oh well, I mean that might be all right, but like, oh, that's just yeah, it's not. And then and then the inner circle three way tag match, which yeah, so yeah, not not a hot show. I mean, obviously I'll watch it, but it's not going to be must uh, must see um, no. uh, next week. So yeah, we'll be back next week anyway, chatting about Dynamite uh, more. Movies and games will have initial Hitman thoughts, so that'll be fun. Um, mm-hmm. and plus, any other uh, telly and film and, uh, I don't know, books, albums, whatever else we we, uh, we dive into. Uh, Naked Attraction. Um, <laughs> well, I don't want to be diving into too much on that. Uh, is that what the lad says when he says no at the very end when he's looking at her fanny? <laughs> <laughs> Let's have him. He's like, uh, I've had a great day out, you know. Uh, but I, I, I think it's a no from me. This one's that wiped her arse. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like deal or no deal. Like you open the box, you don't know what you're gonna get. You know. <laughs> Anyway, so we'll be back next week um, with all of that and the usual fun and games. So until then, folks, it's goodbye from me, Barry. It's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye. Goodbye.